thing. Good evening. Today is Tuesday, November 2nd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Working with Others, and our speaker tonight, I am so happy to announce, is Laura R. Laura, thank you so much for your service tonight. Oh, thanks, Amy. Um, good evening, everyone. My name is Laura R., Grateful Recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And it's an honor and a privilege to be here amongst other fellows that get my problem. And we now know a solution to, um, I was just actually reading, I think it's in, um, in there, uh, there's a solution that says that there's a cement that binds us. And that's that we have the common peril, which is the problem and a common solution. Um, thank God, you know, there's a way out and we can all agree. And it's through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, so I was thinking like, where do I want to start? And, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes when you just pop into a meeting, all of a sudden, you know, it's funny. It says, you know, in the big book and working with others, it says life will take on new meeting to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, it's an experience you, you must not miss. And, you know, I don't come to this meeting often, um, but we're the same, you know, um, if I go to a therapist and they don't have my illness, they don't, they don't get me. I mean, they might have a degree and all that stuff. And I'm not saying anything about therapy, but you get me, you know, my head, um, you know, my, my racing thoughts, you know, we might have different character defects that are glaring, you know, whatever. But the bottom line is, is that we, we know what it feels like when you take the bite and you need to take thousands more, or, you know, you try to stay away from it and you can't stop, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it says that we forget the humiliation of even a week or a month ago, you know, I am without defense against the first bite. Um, and you get that, you know, and that's why we're here. Um, so I just love that beginning because I, I was talking to someone this, today and she said that you, you thrive on connection. And one of the first things that um, I tell the women that I work with is that you need to make calls. It's kind of a non-negotiable for me. It's like, you have to make three calls just because, um, you know, I need to, I need you. Like my head is going a mile a minute before I get that power. I'm constantly like, my head's going, you're not worth it. You're not good enough. You shouldn't be talking. No one wants to hear you. Like, it's just this like negative, you know, especially in the beginning, I don't have any power and I have no, like no tools yet. And so when, in the beginning, I heard to like, pick up those tools, you know, pick up those tools before we get, you know, before you get into the, you know, start doing the work. And in the beginning, there's a lot to read there, you know, um, you know, doctor's opinion and their bill story and more about alcoholism. There's a solution. I flipped those chapters, but there's lots going on before we get to second step. You know, we have doctor's opinion all the way up to 44. And, um, and so it's just, I don't, I lack power. And so I need y'all, like I need the we big time in the beginning. And it's so scary um, to pick up that phone and to reach out, but I need you to say like, I'm not okay right now. Especially in the beginning, a lot of the women that I work with, are, we're fragile, you know what I'm saying? We're like, Wah. you know, and you say boo and I start to cry. I'm like, what? you know, I'm just, I'm just a mess. Cause I just, I don't know. I'm just a mess and, and vulnerable and, and you feel everything just because everything goes down and it's just, it's so scary. Um, so that's one of the things that like, you know, when people have a struggle in the beginning, I just like, you need to pick up that phone because you need to get that hope, not only from your sponsor, but also from other fellows that are like speaking into your life. Like, Hey, I get it. Me too. Been there, done that, you know, and it's not just my head that's saying, you know, I'm not good enough, or this isn't working, you know, just buying into that lie. Um, so 
you know, ultimately when I start working with another um, compulsive overeater for me, I mean, all I know how to do it is just the way it was given to me. And um, my sponsor started me off with reading um, the doctor's opinion. And she said, when you're done with that, give me a call. And it was kind of one of those things that um, how quick am I going to call her back? Is it going to take a couple of days? Is it going to take three days? Whatever. Um, and she, we started right out the gate. You know, she just said, okay, you know, is your food down? Um, and to the best of my ability, I thought, it, you know, I think it is. And then she said, okay, then read this and, um, and then we'll see what's up. And I called back within a day and um, like, I just thumbs up pretty much like pretty soon because it's not that long. And she, and we made an appointment and, um, and then we were able to um, go through that. And after we went through the doctor's opinion, um, she said, okay, you know, do you think that this is, do you think that you have a problem and you have a physical allergy? And does, like, she was just kind of going through different questions. And I said, yes. And she's like, okay, well, if you want to work with me, here's what I, here's what I, I request of you. And she said, these just a couple of non-negotiables for me. And what's awesome about that. And that I do the same thing for my, my sponsees is because down the line, like if they pick up or anything happens throughout, like, you know, they're on week two or one or whatever, and they pick up, it's like, well, have you been doing these things? Have you been making your phone calls? Are you going to meetings? Are you doing, you know, if they say no, it's, there's just a, it shows a lack of willingness. Um, are you, are you doing the work every single day? Um, it just helps me be able to determine a little bit of willingness. Not that we have the, de- like, we might have the desire, but we not, might not have the willingness nor the, we don't definitely don't have the power in the beginning. Um, and so, uh, you know, anyway, I just give them those non-negotiables. And if they say, yes, let's go for it, we go for it. And, you know, it's funny, I was just trying to think about working with others and it could, can, I don't mean to say it gets boring, but I just think that we all have our own way. I go right out of the book, like I have them read read it, you know, you need to read it, maybe not the whole 164 right out the gate. And that's what it says to do. Like we give them the book, here you go, read it all. And then if you if you want what we have, then let's go for it. I don't, I don't do that. So I'm not, I guess, going by the book verbatim, but um, I do have them read the, the chapters. And um, I also have them listen to a podcast. What's so amazing, like I'm in another fellowship and we just don't have these kind of podcasts. <laughs> and this, like, we have so much information, you know, and I ultimately think like I have, I absolutely can carry a message, but bottom line, there's people that speak way better than me. And, um, and I tell them to go listen to that <laughs> and take the notes and, you know, and highlight their book. And, you know, and I also heard, I love this one woman said, we're not trying to get a PhD in the big book. We're trying to get these women through the steps. And I love that. Like, I'm not trying to get you in men, excuse me. I'm not trying to get you a PhD. You have, I've been in the rooms for, I don't know, uh, 17 years, almost 18 years in November. And I have studied and studied and studied and studied and studied. I'm not going to stop studying it. This is a textbook. We study it. But the bottom line is, is that I'm trying to get you through that work. I need to get you some relief. Like God, we need God to come in there. So, um, you know, they're going to take the notes and they're going to do it. And I'm going to, when I read the book with them, we just hit some highlights and I get them moving on. Um, you know, there's one woman I'm working with currently and she, she doesn't, she can barely like breathe wrong. And then she wants to pick up, you know? And so it's like, instead of having her do the 12 and 12 and like all these different things that I was, was suggested for me to do, which I did. Um, I just, I'm like, let's just read the big book. <laughs> we need you to get in the book. We need to get you to step two, which is where we start to feel the power um, or start to sense that power. And I want you on your four step really, because um, that's where we start to uncover, discover and discard. Um, but one of the things for me that I, I really try to do right in the beginning is give them a sense of hope. Um, I want to connect, you know, I want to connect. I want you to know that I believe in you. 
um, I want you to know that um, I'm on your side. I, I'm rooting for you, you know, um, that there's so many amazing people out there. And for some reason you pick up the phone, it doesn't connect, go on to someone else. Like, it's just, we, um, I might vibe with one person and you might not vibe with them. I give them a list of a bunch of people that they can call and, um, and whoever you connect with, call them back, build those relationships. It's so important. Um, Cause I've been here in the beginning and I didn't build those relationships and I was all alone and it was very scary. And I picked up, you know, I didn't, I didn't get any feedback from other people. I was just by myself with my thoughts in my room, in my house. And then once I got to 10, 11 and 12, I didn't do 10. <laughs> so, I mean, I ended up picking up, but I also wasn't hundred um, percent abstinent. I didn't know that. So that brings me to, um, for me, I know a lot of people don't get involved in food. I do. Um, but I also tell them to get a nutritionist, you know, bottom line, get, get a nutritionist because I'm not, or get, go off of the dignity of choice pamphlet or whatever. Um, but the bottom, like, I think the best thing, at least for me, and this is just my experience and I like having a nutritionist so I can be able to say like, this isn't working or, you know, I'm gaining weight or whatever, and they can help me with that. Um, but then I don't have to worry about the food, but what I do go through is their food just to make sure that they're not eating anything that's, um, triggering for them. So it's not their alcoholic foods. And we go through that right out the gate. And because I sure as heck did not know, because <laughs> I didn't, I want the easier, softer way. So do I really have to put that down? Like, do I really like, you know, and, um, and what was so awesome is someone said, if you don't know, let it go, you know, at least in the beginning, if you don't know, let it go. And, um, and this time around, what was so cool is that I didn't know a lot of things and I let it all go. And I haven't picked a lot back up because it's like, I just don't, I don't know. I used to eat sugar fifth and beyond. I don't do that anymore. Like it doesn't really like, it's just like what I, I, for me, I just decided I'd rather have less than more and, um, and it keeps it clean. It keeps, and I want pure neutrality, but again, it all differs and depends on the person. And, um, I tried to help them in the beginning with that. And so we can have that clean abstinence right when we start, because it does talk about that. The only thing we can, we have to start with that, um, entire abstinence and, so once the food's down, honestly, like this is just my opinion. But thank you, Lita. I truly believe that I do this to the best of my ability. Like if the food is down, I do this to the best of my ability, which is half, like, or like 1% of what God does. <laughs> because like I try, I've, I've, oh my gosh, I, I can't even believe, like over the years when I think about it in OA, I have listened, like I've put myself up in a room and like listen to someone's podcast over and over and over and over again. Like I'm like, like a chewed on it and try to levitate. And like, you know, I'm going to be like Oprah soon, you know, I'm going to be speaking like this woman and like, oh my gosh, and I'm going to be whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it just like, doesn't matter because whatever, like, I, I don't know, like I am who I am. I'm not anyone else. And what God does in my life, like, it's just not, it's not even what I like. I'm, I do it. Like I do it to the best of my ability. I read the book. I answer the questions. I tell it to my sponsor. I'm hundred percent honest. I think that's the, like the most important. And, um, and then God does the rest, you know? And so that's what I just try to tell people. You're not trying like, you're, you're here for a lifetime. There's nowhere else to go. You know, like the, at least for me, there's nowhere else to go. And I'm going to be studying this forever and ever. And that's why I think my biggest thing is to get women to 10. Like, you know, we got to get to 10 because that's when we start to grow and understanding and effectiveness. That's when we get to daily, uh, like get that stuff out and keep ourselves clean and unblocked. Um, but it's so hard to get people to like into like the first three steps and then four and to get them over that, like over that hump. And I was telling a fellow today, I'm like, once we get to four and you get through that, like it just starts, it's just a flow, you know, it's, 
you know, but we gotta, gotta get to like where I know I'm powerless and my life's unmanageable. Like I have to fully concede to my, from my head to my heart. And I, you know, with the girls, I, I talked to them like, do you get that you have an illness? Because I think that's what's so hard. We see other people drinking with impunity or eating with impunity. Like, and we go out to dinner or you're, you're at the house and they could do whatever they want. And my head, if I'm not on point, is going to tell me, well, maybe I can eat that this time, knowing that it's my alcoholic food. Are you kidding me? Like, what the heck? And, um, and so that's why it's so important to get to power, you know? And so, um, you know, with one, I need to know I'm powerless. With two, because I'm so screwed and hopeless, the only thing I can, you know, I've tried every imaginable remedy. I, like, hey, girls, like, are you ready to take that second step? Which is so cool because it's just, I just have to be willing. I don't even have to believe. <laughs> I just have to be willing to believe, which I think is such a gift. Like, I never heard that until just this last, like, year. I didn't realize that I don't have to believe in that point, but we don't. It's just willing and it's experiential. And it's by going through the work that I start to experience higher power. And, um, and three, God at that moment only wants me to continue on in four. So let's move forward. And again, I do have the girls read one, you know, every chapter, but the bottom line is it's really like, do, am I screwed? Do I need power? Hell yeah. And okay, I'm going to turn my will and my life over to God. Let's do the work. <laughs> let's get in the work for boom, pen to paper. And now like, you know, it's, you were uncovering, discovering and discarding We're, you know, fact finding and fact facing, you know, we're, we're just looking at truth. It's just information, you know, that's it for me to understand that what's been blocking me you know, and so getting them to like, to, to do that. And then in five, the humility, like, or humility, I'm sorry, the, um, the, yeah, vulnerability and the humility to be able to one alcoholic talking to another, to be able to, to share that with another fellow that like, this is what's going on with me. And it's super scary. And the first time I shared, you know, my stuff with my sponsor, I was so afraid of the, the repercussions of what she was going to say. And all, all I got was the me too. <laughs> you know, me too. Oh, you, that, that's all you did. We'll check this out, you know? And, um, again, that connection that there's just something so special about sponsorship. Um, like it says that we get to see, you know, live change. I've, I'm in a couple fellowships and I've seen people not have homes, um, to like, and she called it being on vacation. I'm like, mm, like camping. I'm like, that's right. You're camping. Okay. Um, you know, it's like, but, um, and now, you know, full-time working woman, baby marriage, like it's just unbelievable. Um, you know, people lately in our fellowship losing tons, you know, so much weight and not even being able to be recognizable anymore, um, to be able to see them being of service to other people, to be able to see them like, oh my gosh, I love listening in the beginning to all the unmanageability and watching once you uncover, discover, and discard in step four and share that in step five and, you know, to be able to share it and get, get that off your chest and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And in six and seven, be able to give those character defects up to God that we found in step four. And every day, once, you know, every day from the moment I get third and seven, I just say my third and seventh step prayer. And I pick like five big character defects. And I have my girls and myself, we say them every day, like mine's sloth, jealousy, envy, um, or sloth and gossip, jealousy, um, selfishness and self-seeking. And I can visualize like situations. Thank you. Visualize situations when I, with, when I do those things and it's like, then I replace them with humility and love, gratitude you know, it's like, God, I want to be this person, help me, you know, and giving myself an action plan on how I'm going to do that today. 
Um, you know, and then what's so awesome is making that restitution step eight, you know, it's like, it, it just works. Like you can't, it's a foolproof pro like process, you know, it's a design for living no matter if I put that food down and I go through it, like I can't help but change because God does the like remarkable in our lives and to watch people change from, you know, in the beginning, like what am I like, again, sloth is a thing for me. Like, I love reading the book and all that, but you want me to get up and go do something. And I'm like, oh, like efforting. I was like, I'm not an efforter. I don't want effort. I don't want pain. I, I want to sit on my butt, you know, and to actually watch God change me, you know, watch my sponsees change right in front of my eyes. And then when they're carrying the message to others and they're changing, right. You know, like it's just this whole domino effect of like, people changing and changing. I was thinking about my sponsor and she has so many women that she's working with. And like, and then all of a sudden, like I'm carrying the message to other women. It's like this, like just this trickle down effect of just, um, you know, giving back, you know, what was so freely given to us anyway, you know, we make restitution and, um, and, you know, we're really showing higher power that we are willing to change by going in front of the people that we have made mistakes to and saying, this is what I did. You know, I just think it's, there's so much love and, um, intimacy. Like I look at you and this is what I did and I am incredibly sorry. And what can I do to make it right? <laughs> you know, I own it. Like, this is what I did. And, um, and there's just something so magical about being able to get that off our chest. And just, again, like that honesty of being able to not feel like, um, my big thing is justification and rationalization. Like I justify and rationalize and just shove it down. No one can see it. No one knows. But I know, and I can't look the world in the eye. And that's what it talks about in the fifth step promises is that we can look the world in the eye. We can be a perfect peace and ease. We feel the nearness of our creator. I want that every day. Um, and these, this is, this, these steps are designed to give me that every single day. Um, once, you know, we get that, that eight and nine and you get to step 10 and now we're in 10, 11 and 12, and we're able to, to continue to watch for the things that block me from God and from others. And, um, you know, in step 11, we're trying to grow and understand the new effectiveness and step 12, we're carrying this message. And um, I, I don't know why this came up for me, but they, I had a, a relationship a long time ago who had a, a gentleman who worked with a lot of men and he was, he died of AIDS. And he had, when he had his funeral, it was the most amazing thing. It was all his sponsees, all their sponsees, all their sponsees, all their sponsees. It was like a hundred men like up there. And it was absolutely, I mean, just one after another, after another. And they did this like with can't like just walking up, like all the men that this man touched. I mean, it was unbelievable. We don't even know who we touch by doing this. And Bill and Bob, I think in the Fords and the, and the prefaces were just talking about like they were on fire, just going gangbusters to try to carry the message to other people. And it talks about in doctor's opinion that it's a privilege, you know, it's a privilege and it is. And I remember just recently I talked to this woman and I said, would you carry this message? And she's like, are you flipping kidding me? If I become neutral, I'm going to be so excited. Like, hell yeah, I'll carry the message. That's what I'm talking about because it just seems so like, really? Like I can get, like, I can be neutral. I can get this thing. So, um, I think is Lita, is that five? Are we done? Oh, you have 46 seconds. Okay. We'll just, um, we carry the message to other alcoholics and we practice these principles in all of our affairs. I just want to say that my stepdaughter today, like, this is the thing that's so crazy. Like our relationships, my relationships in my life are completely full circle. And, my stepkids love me today. And that like, seriously, those have been like, 
to, to be able to love them unconditionally, regardless of what I get back. My stepdaughter is 20, 20 years old. She just moved back in. She still has her own apartment. She's like, I miss my family with her dog in tow. And I'm like, another dog? And just walked in. I'm like, Tyler, I bet you, because my other um, stepson just got another dog. I'm like, we probably had three dogs. And like all the kids are coming back. And like, that was not the case. If you saw my four step, you know, it's just, I was, um, a tornado, you know, and I was a rager and, you know, all that stuff. And so this is the stuff that changes when like my sponsor got to see that in me, I get to see that in you. I get to hear that in you. I get to be on this, like, and I'll end right now. I'm so sorry. I get to be on this fellow, like in this fellowship, in this room, do you know what I'm saying? And I don't know everybody, but I feel at home and you fill me. And like that heart, like my heart is full when I just, I just feel safe. I'm like, all right, I'm home you know, I'm home. I'm with my people. So thank you for letting me be here today. I hope I shared working with others. I kind of went, I, whatever, but it, like, <laughs> it was so good to be here. So with that, I will pass and can't wait to hear from all you. Oh, Laura, thank you so much. Thank you so much for communicating that passion for working with others. I, I what, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you would like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host, Katie, will call the raised hand in order. And while we're on that subject, thank you so much, Katie, for your service tonight. And thank you so much, Lita, our timekeeper. Will you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and or answer and announce when the time is up? Okay. Angela, you're up. Uh, hey everyone, I'm Angela, compulsive overeater, living in a recovered state for today. Uh, thank you to those who are doing service and thank you so much, Laura. Um, boy, it just, your energy is infectious. It feels um, palpable. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you shared. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. Um, so my first question is, um, when you work with sponsees, uh, you touched on this, but I'd like to hear a little bit more about it um, around the food. Uh, what if a sponsee comes to you and they already have a food, food plan in place, they're already abstinent um, and they're not, is it really important for you to hear, um, you know, their reds and their greens, you know, the, the foods that are okay for them and that are not? Um, so that's my first question. My other was, um, your non-negotiable items. I'd love to hear more about that. You touched on that a little bit with two items, but wondering if there was more there too. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So are, you're saying with the people that come in and are abstinent and have a food plan, so, and they maybe have already kind of been through a couple of the steps or recovered and we're starting together. Is that what? Yeah, I, I think we're, I'm, yeah. I, um, I think it's more of when they're in the food I want to go look at their food. I, 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 that's a good question. I would have to take it like case by case too. Um, I asked them like, are you feel, how are you feeling? Like, do you feel neutral? Are you feeling, do you feel like you have, I was just saying this to someone today. Like, do you feel, 
someone who has been recovered doesn't feel neutral. And then she actually said that she put something down and boom, like all of a sudden, and she was abstinent for a long time and something in her food plan, she didn't realize it, but was triggering her. And so I think the big thing is, is are you feeling that neutrality? Um, because I remember I thought I was neutral and, um, but I always wanted more food. I never wanted the sugar. I didn't want to go back to like the flour, the sugar, like it wasn't specific food. It was when my food was done. I wasn't, I was itchy. Like I just kept wanting to look at the clock or I want, you know, and I didn't realize that that was not neutral because I didn't think, I thought I didn't want sugar. So I was fine, but I now don't have, unless I'm not spiritually fit. And that's when I kind of get that restlessness and I'm like, uh oh, like what's going on? Cause I know my food's clean. Um, so I basically probably would ask like, how are you, are you neutral? Are you feeling neutral? Is there any, you know, um, are you feeling, it's, does the food call to you at all? And if the answer is no, then there's probably nothing, no need for me to go and look at their food. It's mainly in the beginning. If people, I just, I didn't know, you know, and so also behaviors is another thing that my sponsor had me look at. I was able to do like a lot of the behaviors that I had to put down in the beginning. I don't have an issue with anymore. Um, but I put, I first put a lot down in the beginning because I just didn't know. And um, so I wanted to, I just wanted to like get recovered and then see what was going on with the work of my sponsor. And I, I hope I answered that question. Um, the non-negotiables, uh, and again, this is just what my sponsor told me and what I carry out to, um, is, uh, uh, three phone calls. You go to a meeting if you can, and it depends. Like I was a stay at home mom and my son's at school. <laughs> I got some time on my hands. I can be on a meeting every day. You know what I'm saying? But there's other people who have three kids and, you know, go work full time and husband. And, you know, we're going to like, it, they might not be able to get to a meeting every day. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not a stickler. It just depends on what's up. But like, as many meetings as you can get to, um, there's a couple of meetings that I go to that I would like to at least see them once a week so we can like be on the same meeting together. Um, but every day work together. Um, like they work do some uh, part of their step work every single day. So if it's like 20 minutes, work on it at least. But my big thing is get it done, you know, like get it done. We want to get, like, we want to get you through the work. Um, and then uh, in the beginning, um, weigh and measure all your food and no going out to restaurants and being hundred percent honest. So there's kind of a lot of things, but um, they basically my sponsor said that you're in a hospitalization period and we want to keep it simple. And what's funny is that where I came from before I came with my sponsor, I would find the sponsor that I can make food changes with all the time. Like, I mean, I, if I, if you wouldn't let me make a food change, I find another sponsor. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it was funny. And so this, it just really helped me keep things simple in the beginning, in the hospitalization. Go ahead, Amy. Thanks, Katie. Amy B., compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Laura, I um, first, I just want to say thanks for, in your talking about step 12, running through all the other steps, because that's what step 12 really is. We just keep running through the steps, right? Um, my question for you is, when you're working with someone who picks up, what do you do? How do you handle? Is there a is there a, you know, a, a case by case basis? Is there an, I always do X, Y, and Z. I'm curious uh, how, how you work with that as sponsor. Thank you so much. Amy, I love that question. And the first time that happened, I'm like, sponsor, <laughs> straight up. I was like, I'm not, I found out and I'm like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> you know, cause I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, cause I came from another fellowship that if you relapse, you're back at one. Like it's period. And then I came from another program in OA that if you 
not even relapse, like you blink wrong, you're back at step one. So I was very confused when I heard that people don't take people back to step one. I was like, whoa, that's new. And what I heard is that, you know, in the beginning, especially like the biggest thing we want to get people at least to step two quick. Um, so I really enforced that just because I heard that we're, you know, in it, it talks about how we start to sense the power of his spirit into us. Like I've just butchered that, but we start to get that power in step two, like it's starting to come. So we need to get there and then we need to get to four quick. Um, so if they're in their first step, I, what I heard and what I really love is that you have the desire, you might have the desire, but you don't have the power. Of course you're gonna pick up. So it was like, wow, like that's so much grace. So um, I did have someone just recently who um, picked up, she was on one and um, I, we just touched, I, I, we just touched on it. Went, okay, like what, what happened one, she wasn't doing the negotiable. She wasn't calling people every day. She was like, she's just alone, you know, with her thinking. And she is very fragile, you know? <laughs> and that's why with her, I dropped half, like I'm not doing any of the 12 and 12s, we're just doing big book because I want her to like, let's get let's get moving. So, I mean, I think it's gonna be a case by case basis. And um, and with her, I just, we kind of touched on it again, but I'm not gonna read the doctor's opinion again. And, and we just kept moving forward, but we weren't too far along either. Thanks, Amy. Michelle. Everyone's shy tonight, so I'll, I'll share. Hi, I'm Michelle Oz, compulsive overeater, bulimic in Michigan. And um, I would like to share, Laura, about um, something I heard. Sorry, crosstalk. Okay. I want to share about calls, phone calls. Um, I, I had a phone call about phone calls <laughs> the other day, and it, it really um, taught me something because my experience of OA is often that I I seem to get my eyes crossed with all of the different to-do items. And um, it's like, uh, it, it, it's hard for me to know where to prioritize and to focus. And um, I just, I, I often in the past had allowed the phone calls to be the thing I didn't do. I would weigh measure, I would meal plan, I would go to meetings, I would da 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 da, but I wasn't making phone calls. And last week was the first time that I, I, I've made phone calls in the past, but I've not done three day, three day, three day, three day. And um, last week I had the experience of basically getting power from doing that. I was able to, on one day, do something I hadn't been able to do the day before. It was really cool. And um, on a phone call that I had a couple of days ago, um, I was sharing with uh, a fellow about my experiences in the past when I have been able to abstain from purging and how the, the pattern that I've observed is that it always began for me with honesty. And in most cases, it was honesty to my husband, where it's not saying I did this in the past, or I am bulimic, but like, I do this, I am this today, I am this. And that honesty has been the only thing that has allowed a way forward. And it doesn't work, though over and over again. I can't just tell my husband every day, I'm bulimic. Like that's why I need the fellowship. And, um, so one of the things I, I discovered was, um, and, and I shared like, you know, recovery sounds great. It seems really far away. Phone calls are a way to like, get a little taste of that. It's very immediate payback. I feel good when I do it. And then also this idea of 
applying the lesson learned from those honest moments with my husband to now have those things with other fellows. It was like, oh, I already knew this, but I didn't know I could get it from you guys. And so it was cool because I, I, w- I didn't have to prove it. I already had experience that told me that it helped me a lot, but I began to see why um, in a new way on a phone call with a fellow. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I'll put my number in the chat. Give me a ring. <laughs> Bye-bye. With that, I pass. Uh, thank you so much, Michelle. We will now ask the Zoom host to stop the recording so we can have some unrecorded